S. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, the Tuesday edition. Hope everybody's holidays went great. We're now here to the, the dreaded month of January. There's a guy I used to work with at the News Journal, Tony Stennett. We always said if we could just make it through January, um, you could see some light at the end of the tunnel because you are going to have some cold days in February, but you're going to have a few warm ones as well. So, uh, hopefully this month will fly by. They seem to when you get older. <laughs> and, speaking of the devil himself, Tony Stennett joins us today. He's the Media Relations Director for uh, MTSU Women's Basketball, a pinch hitting for Coach Hensel today, who um, had to take part in one of them Zoom meetings. I did one this morning myself, Tony. Uh, they've kind of become the new norm. Boy, they are. And uh, it's so easy just to call uh a meeting now, you know, like that's what happened with Coach Ensel. He expected uh, to be on the show today, and then uh, just within the last half hour, um, a meeting was scheduled, and it was mandatory that he be there. So here I am. All right. Well, we're glad I talked to you off air. Uh, Tony uh, got the virus, uh, but is is doing well. And uh, uh, I guess once you test positive, it's to home you go to stay for what ten days? Yeah, ten days in quarantine, and like you said, fortunately I'm feeling well and <clears throat> haven't really had any symptoms. So hopefully that'll remain the case these these last four days. Well, it's a crazy time now. Now, when you yeah, are, did you test positive as just a, a routine test that you do with the team since you are around them some? Yeah, and this one had. Uh, you know, I took just just right when I returned from the holiday break, and uh, you know, I had been negative on every other test, and then this one happened to be positive. And uh, in fact, we have one player and a coach also in quarantine that uh, came back from the break and tested positive. And of course, they were not um, they were not at the games uh, this weekend against Florida Atlantic. Uh, so I would say though the team probably missed the coach and the player more than they missed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, it's just crazy times, isn't it, man? Oh, it is, and um, you know I've I've tried to follow this closely and take it very seriously, um, you know, for a lot of different reasons. But it's just amazing to me how uh, how it can affect different people in in different ways and. You know, in such a wide range of ways, also. Yeah, and you know, we had a game, a couple game, high school games last night, um, and um, the Oakland and at Oakland there was just a boys' game. Their girls' team had to shut it down, so it's hit about every team uh, in some in some form or fashion. I know in um, Conference USA, I think Western Kentucky and Charlotte did not play. Um, uh, on the men's side, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Middle didn't play, and UAB and North Texas didn't play. So, uh, it's you, you hope if you have a run of it, that's it. But that 
you just never know, do you? No, especially as widespread uh, as it is. And unfortunately, it seems that Tennessee has, you know, seen a, a recent, you know, spike and become one of those so-called hotspots. Um, but, uh, you know, if you listen to uh, the doctors and the scientists and all, unfortunately, they say the uh, the worst is yet to come. And, boy, I, I sure hope that's not the case because... It's, it sure has been a, a tough last, what, you know, seven or eight months as it is. Yeah, and, of course, we saw the NCAA yesterday announced its men's tournament uh, would be played at six arenas in Indiana, four in Indianapolis, uh, one at uh, Indiana University, and one at um, Purdue University. Do you see the women do anything, doing anything like that? Has there been discussion of anything like that? I don't think there's been any discussion, but I could definitely um, one to follow follow suit now that it's happened with the men, and you know whatever the reasoning, and I'm sure we all know the reason is uh, <clears throat> to at least kind of control the environment, not have as much travel, go to one place and stay there, you know, for whatever the, the time would be. So if those concerns are you know, there for the men, then I would have to um, imagine that those same concerns would be there for the women. Uh, and it's probably now a matter of once it reaches discussions, figuring out where you'd want to do it and so forth. You know, I'm sure you have, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, uh, not only the scheduling. You, you have the six uh, universities you can play at, but you also have to think about hotels, for all the different teams, and I'm sure that um, you want to keep those spread out as much as possible. But, you know, you're bringing in a lot of teams and uh, people, you know, to um, to that one location, to that one city. So it has to be places that can uh, accommodate a large number of teams. Where is the Conference USA tournament scheduled to be played? Uh, it's still back in uh, Frisco this okay. year. Okay. So, so um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't see that being a problem. Um, again, you know, there's a, a enough hotels and stuff in that area to accommodate and keep everybody uh, in in one place, but still spread out. Um, I would imagine the question too will become. Um, Will fans be allowed, or will it just be, you know, family members and and so forth? Mm -hmm. Is is that where MTSU is right now? Family members only. That's right. Yes, family members. Um, and I know that the most recent decision was that that would be the case through last weekend, and then it would be revisited. But at this time, uh, still no fans uh, allowed at Murphy Center. Um. So you've been. What are the, what are those games like when you watching them? Well, uh, they're live in person. I tell you, it's uh, it's really weird. Um, and I've even heard the players say it. The thing that they really miss more than anything is uh, at least I've heard of this on the on the women's side. I'm sure it's the case on the men. Um, running up that ramp, uh, coming out of the tunnel. And, you know, there's no, there's no fans, there's no cheerleaders, there's no flags leading them out, you know. And the thing is, with MTSU, we have such a good fan following, uh, particularly there with uh, women's basketball. Uh, the attendance has been top 25 in the country for, you know, I think four, 13 of the last 15 seasons that Coach Insel has been there. So to take that out, uh, generally averaging close to uh, between 2,500, 3,000 per game, and that, that's on an average. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's just nothing. You know, um, I know that the players and coaches appreciate being able to have, you know, the parents and their wives and so forth there, but it's still just a huge difference. It's, um, you know, I mean, I was going to say I'd almost compare it to some of these summer basketball games, whether it be AAU or, or like, I think, you, you know, you've probably been over to Murphy Center for basketball camp. 
and these teams are just playing all day long, and the only people in the stands are the parents. That's kind of what I would equate it to. Uh, no real atmosphere. Um, you know, marketing does the best they can do, but quite frankly, right now there's there's no fans or anything to market anything to. So there's no giveaways. There's you know there's really just nothing. It's kind of show up, play the game, and um, I think for that reason, uh, kind of home court advantage is is not what it used to be. You know, yeah. obviously because. Um, but, and I think, you know, we talk about this even like in, in football and in the NFL. I mean, people talk about home field advantage, but now that there's no fans and all of that, say like in football, the only advantage really then is like if you got to go to Green Bay, it's the cold weather, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would think it's kind of kind of the same thing is um, you, you just lose that home court advantage, um, you know, that the fans bring plus the atmosphere that they bring as well. But it's it's really strange compared to what we're used to. You know, I've said this before that that home field advantage in sports and in really basketball, especially in many regards, is such a key. And it's not that the visiting team is um, intimidated. Visiting teams like playing in front of electric crowds, whether it's home or away. But what it does is that home crowd can give a team energy above and beyond what it may have that night, literally almost willing them to win games. We've seen plenty of games that the Lady Raiders have been in at home that if they'd been on the road, they probably wouldn't have won that game. So now, in today's, this year's basketball, you have to summon up that energy yourself and really have to be ready to play mentally. Oh, yeah, and, you know, to your point, um, you know, a lot of times those fans, like you said, that the energy they generate, but, you know, they can really ignite runs. Um, because, you know, you hit a basket and then you get a stop and the fans are on their feet and, um, you know, that energy kind of generates some some big runs that, that turn games one way or the other. And, um, you know, you just miss that. And uh, you're exactly right. These teams have to generate their own. And, for example, um, you know, I've seen lots of runs go both ways in these games so far. But, like, Friday night, for example, that was a – a close game against Florida Atlantic throughout. Um, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, uh, MPSU goes on a 15-0 run to kind of break the game open. And it was just um, it was just a matter really of Anastasia Hayes taking the game over. Um, she generated that run on her own. But there's, there's no point in the game where, you know, you just feel that uh, – you know that electric excitement you talk about, or the fans rise to their feet after after a big stop, or you know, and a lot of fans are knowledgeable. Uh, they know when you need a big basket, or they know when you you know it's a it's a key moment in that game, um, and you just you just don't have that. But to the credit of the players, you know they they do what they're supposed to do and continue to play hard and uh, get after it, and uh, you know so that's that's exciting to see. We're joined today by Tony Stennett, the Media Relations Director for Women's Basketball at MTSU. Uh, We'll take a break and be right back. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. 
ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetSTHealthCare.com. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall. Shop where the dealer shops. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Tonight on WGNS Sports, we'll replay last night's Siegel at Blackman High School basketball games for you. That's at 6 o'clock tonight, so be sure to join us right after all sports talk. Coming up this weekend, Friday, we've got Lady Raider basketball at FIU. Pre-game begins at 5.30 on Friday. Saturday morning, Prentice also Peding and Air Coaches Corner, followed by MTCS Cougar Corner. Talk to girls coaches this week for the first time in 2021. And the Lady Raiders on the radio at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon and also on Saturday we'll have Riverdale at Siegel State Farm Prep Basketball. That's what's coming up this week. Also be sure to check out WGNSSports.com for the latest in sports news and our schedule and the on-air section of WGNSRadio.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. All right, Tony, we'll look at. Um, uh, last week's games, um, you mentioned uh, Friday night, pulled away one big, um, uh, 84-65. So let, let's talk about that game. That was another Anastasia Hayes game. Oh, it was. 34 points, um, you know, 14 of 26 from the field. <clears throat> Excuse me. She also had seven rebounds and four assists and uh, really just continue to impact the game in so many different areas. Um, and, you know, the thing that she also does is, um, you know, you, you have she draws so much attention from the other team, whether it be uh, just, you know, it's so hard to just guard her with one player uh, that she'll draw double teams. You know, so much is said about her scoring, but she also leads the conference in assists. Uh, it is also top 30 in the nation in that category. So Anastasia does a good job of scoring, uh, creating her own shot, but then also getting others involved. And uh, that was certainly on display uh, Friday night. And, you know, another thing about her is, and, and we've seen it, you know, through the years uh, with so many different players, you know, whether it be the Chrissy Givens, Patrice Holmes, Ebony Rose. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Uh, with players through this run, same we've seen some of the same over on the men's side. Um, but those players that you know they're going to have the ball and you know what's coming and you still can't stop it, uh, I think those are the really special players. And that's what we're seeing with Anastasia. And, you know, now going back to last season, uh, that's 11 straight games that she scored uh, now 22 or more. And in every one of those but one game, she has scored 25 or more. So uh, she's been on quite a run, and that's consistent with uh, the Lady Raiders' success. But she was really, really good Friday night and Saturday as well. Well, you win the game Friday, you got to turn right about around and play the next afternoon. It's not even a 24-hour turnaround. And that's where 
that's where your your mental focus uh, really comes into play. And um, FAU obviously has got a pretty good basketball team. So before we get into the game, which FAU really controlled most of it uh, until the fourth quarter, middle made erased a ten point deficit to win. Um, what stood out about their team this year? Maybe where in other years they've not been that good. Well, one they they are an experienced team. They have several upperclassmen. Um, they're very very well coached uh, with Jim Jaber, who was at Dayton for uh, many many years. Um, but they have a transfer, Edie Allen from uh, Miami University of Miami, who actually started her career at Mississippi State. She's a graduate transfer, and um, she's averaging almost a double double. Uh, this season. She's a really special player. Um, and they shoot the three extremely well. I mean, they'll be running, uh, I noticed several times this weekend, they would have a break going three on two, two on one, whatever. And instead of driving to the basket, they would penetrate, kick it out to the wing for the three. And um, I think they hit uh, 11 of them in one game and 10 in the other. But uh, they're very athletic. And the thing about, uh, I think Florida Atlantic will win a lot of games in the conference uh, this season. Uh, so those were two big wins to get. And Florida Atlantic was um, without some of its players due to COVID. Um, and I believe one starter was missing as well. So uh, that was a very, very good team and was missing some of its parts. But, um, you know, MTSU's only ever lost to to FAU once in its history, and uh, I think have won now 20-21 straight against them. And even though every team is different and every year and so forth, sometimes you just have that that mental edge that you just own that team. And uh, sometimes that team also knows that that's the case. But I think uh, the Lady Raiders were very fortunate to get out of the weekend with the sweep. Uh, very easily could have been swept. Um, definitely could have uh, had to settle for a split if not for um, for that. I was going to say really good fourth quarter, but it it really wasn't a good fourth quarter. It was really a good last five minutes. And interestingly enough, the only time uh, the biggest lead for middle was those two points at the very end. So you're right in that uh, Florida Atlantic, you know, really controlled the game and. Uh, when they went on that run to start the fourth quarter, um, I think it was a one-point game, and they they uh, outscored MTSU nine or ten to nothing in the first five minutes to take a ten-point lead. In fact, we were down uh, seven with under three minutes to go. And then the Anastasia went to work again, and then um, you mentioned you know the balls will be in her hands, and that. At the end of the game, she drew the attention, and um, obviously you talked about her, you know, impacting the game in so many ways, finds an open uh, cage uh, for the game-winning layup. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Aislinn Hayes, who, her sister, Ace had missed back-to-back games with uh, Shoulder, uh, but she was back this weekend, thank goodness, and um, – she really ignited that, that spark the last five minutes. She had three threes and went three for three beyond the arc during that time uh, to, to get things going in the right direction. But in the final minute there, you know, Anastasia uh, got fouled with 53 seconds to go, and she had not had her, her you know, strongest showing at the free throw line in this game. But um, – you know, with 53 seconds to go, stepped up there, down two, and knocked down both free throws. And then the ladies got a, a big stop on the other end, uh, setting it up with about 10 seconds to go. And uh, I was going to say, you know, everyone in the arena knew who was getting the ball, but like we said before, there was probably only about 30 people in the arena. Um, but anyway, um, you know, the play was drawn up for her. Uh, and she was taking the ball to the uh, to the hole to create or get to the free throw line, and uh, attracted multiple defenders. And you know, some players in that case will force the shot or just throw something up. 
Um, but she she was calm under pressure, and uh, like you said, found Cage cutting to the basket. And uh, you know what a what an addition Deja has been as a graduate transfer, an outstanding young lady. Uh, you know she's she's here for two reasons. Uh, some graduate transfers are just looking to play that next year, and you know getting getting their masters isn't necessarily top priority as much as just having another year of basketball. But Deja's here to play basketball, and it's very, very important to her to get this, uh, you know, master's degree. So she's good in the classroom, and, uh, you know, she's uh, she's top ten in the conference in three-pointers per game, three-point percentage, also among the top 50 in the nation in those categories. And uh, she had another big weekend as well. And Alexis Whittington and, and Courtney Whitson, they just go about their biz. Oh, it's, uh, I mean, this, every single game, um, every game, you look down, and Alexis Whittington has done so much to help the team win. And it, don't, it doesn't necessarily always just jump out at you during the game, but, I mean, every game, you can count on her. Uh, she's going to have seven-plus rebounds. Uh, she had scored double figures in every game uh, up until this weekend, uh, gets the assist deflections. She's among the conference leaders in blocked shots. Um, but, you know, I, I think that Alexis probably doesn't get all the credit she deserves for how impactful she is. And now that she's getting to play the minutes that she's playing, she's third or fourth in the conference in minutes played. Um, you know, her confidence has grown. And um, like I said, it may not just be so obvious throughout the game. But when it's all over and you look at the stat sheet, um, she's checked about just you know just about every box. And then Courtney Whitson, I mean, 19 rebounds Friday night. Um, and what was funny in the post game, Coach Insel, you know, made the comment to, to Dick Palmer. He said, you know, Dick, that's Charity Savage like. And um, you know that stood out to me because you know Charity really just had the one big year last year. But Coach is making that comparison. You would expect when he says 19 rebounds, you know, you might expect him to say that's Ebony Rowe-like or Alicia Clark, you know, that's what they did every every night. But um, to hear him make that comparison to Charity from last year, and it was interesting because the big question, you know, really Middle's biggest loss from last season was Charity Savage, the one senior. Uh, had a great, great year. And so how are you going to replace her rebounding? Uh, uh, her scoring, you know, she averaged around eight, nine points a game, but rebounds every night, she was in double figures and just dominating boards. And um, I think the general idea was that it would be a, a committee, and it has been, you know, for that matter, but Courtney Whitson has, that, that part of her game, she really worked in the off season. Uh, that was one thing that she wanted to improve more than any other. She averaged about four rebounds a game as a freshman. She's averaging almost 10 rebounds a game this season and um, has had double-figure rebounds four of the seven games. But uh, she was just a beast, um, you know, Friday night with the 19 boards. Uh, that was, of course, her career high. But, um, you know, the other thing is NTSU is, uh, leading the conference in rebounding despite, you know, we have some, some size on the roster, um, you know, a six, two six threes and a six four, but those are all freshmen and two of them haven't played much at all. And then Susha, uh, the young lady from Russia, she's getting about maybe seven minutes a game, but really middle is leading, uh, and getting this rebounding playing a bunch of, uh, undersized players, and, and doing it with guards. I mean, uh, right now they're starting a four-guard lineup with Courtney Whitson, an undersized post, uh, at the five. So uh, they've really competed and battled on the boards. Um, I think you Anastasia's averaging seven rebounds a game, you know, as a, as a five-seven guard. So while it has been a committee, um, Courtney Whitson, you know, has really been special in that regard. Tony Stennett, the Media Relations Director for Lady Raider Basketball, join us today. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters 
will give us the lowdown with the uh, Blue Raider Insider Report. WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. Still looking good right now. 24 east over from Davidson County back into Rutherford. Just the normal build-ups out here where you would expect on 231 over the interstate headed back out towards Shelbyville. Watch your speed if you're continuing down 24 out towards Manchester. Hey, check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich now available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike. I'm Commander Chuck, your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. Disgruntled Workers Day. <laughs> at this moment, I am a disgruntled worker. Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, man, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Blue Raider women's basketball. Middle Tennessee junior guard Anastasia Hayes has been named Conference USA Player of the Week for the third time this season after helping lead the Lady Raiders to a sweep of Florida Atlantic in the opening weekend of league play. Hayes has also been named College Sports Madness High Major National Player of the Week for the second time after two more dynamic performances for the Conference USA preseason co-player of the year. Hayes averaged 28 points, four and a half rebounds, four assists, and two steals in the two wins and reached the 1,000-point milestone for her career in the first quarter of Friday's win against the Owls. Hayes just continues to turn in one outstanding performance after another. That was from Coach Rick Ensel. She's one of the top guards in the nation, and she demonstrates that each time she is on the basketball court. Hayes, who leads Conference USA in scoring at 28.6 points per game and assists at 5.1 per game and is in the top 10 of six categories, was strong in the clutch in the series finale as the Lady Raiders rallied from a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit to claim a 66-64 win. The dynamic guard sank two pressure-packed free throws with 53 seconds remaining to tie the game 64-all. With the game still tied, the Lady Raiders had possession with time running out. Hayes attacked the basket, attracted multiple defenders, and dished 
fished out the ball to Deja Cage for the game winner with nine-tenths of a second remaining. Hayes poured in 34 points, grabbed seven rebounds, and collected four assists and three steals in the opening game of the series as Middle Tennessee won 84-65. Well, what's next? Middle Tennessee's women hit on the road to take on FIU down in Miami, while the men will be at home to take on FIU as well. The Blue Raiders were not able to play this past weekend due to COVID issues. They were headed to FAU as well, but uh, were not able to play due to uh, COVID issues within the basketball team. That and contact tracing, they are trying to get through that now to be able to play this weekend against F, uh, FIU in Murfreesboro. All right, let's turn to volleyball right quick. Middle Tennessee released its 2021 spring season schedule by Chuck coach Chuck Crawford as it has been more than one calendar year since his team competed in a live match and they are very excited. The Blue Raiders schedule pans across eight weeks against two non-conference opponents and six Conference USA foes. Florida Atlantic, Old Dominion, Charlotte, Marshall, FIU, and Western Kentucky. Middle Tennessee kicks off the season against Lipscomb in a home contest on January 22nd and an away match on January 24th. The team will face North Alabama in a home and away contest on January 29th and January 31st. Then the Blue Raiders will kick off Conference USA play as they travel to Florida Atlantic on Valentine's weekend, and then the Lady Raiders will be set to welcome Old Dominion to Alumni Gym February 21st and 22nd. You can find the full schedule on GoBlueRaiders.com. All right, that's it for this Tuesday. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always, and we'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report. We're all teach today by Wayne Blair and Ray Moore and Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Double-digit pay raises are history. Now money's a lot harder to get a hold of and even harder to hang on to. That's why I would like to offer you a free discount double check. I'll go through your car insurance policy to make sure you're getting the discounts you deserve and aren't leaving any money on the table. So call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel in Shelbyville today at 931-684-5274 because being there to help keep more of your money in your pocket is why I'm here. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Tony Stennett, the Media Relations Director for MTSU Women's Basketball, joining us today. Uh, Tony in the league um, last weekend. Um, I was interested to see how these back-to-back games would go. And we mentioned the Lady Raiders could have gone 0-2, 1-1, but we're fortunate enough to go 2-0. and uh, There was really only – there was only one split. That was La Tech and Marshall. Um, so I was a little surprised that there were all – uh, sweeps, um, particularly the team the Lady Raiders have to play this week, uh, and FIU winning um, uh, two high-scoring games at Old Dominion. Yeah, I'm like you. <clears throat> I um, I thought there may be more splits. Um, I was interested to see if you know. I don't think there's much adjusting, you know, from from Friday to Saturday. Obviously. Um, you might see something in the game where you decide, you know, we need to play more zone or more man or, you know, something like that. But um, there's really not a lot of time to make a lot of adjustments, um, especially with the quick turnaround, less than 24 hours, really. Actually, last week I think it was less than uh, 
17 or 18 hours from for MTSU. But yes, um, FIU winning uh, on the road, sweeping Old Dominion, just a huge upset. Old Dominion, you know, has everybody back from a team that uh, won, I think, 23, 24 games last year. Of course, their coach is now at uh, Mississippi State, but a uh, very talented team. I believe they were picked um, second or third in the conference behind MTSU, had uh, three first-place votes, um, and FIU went in there and uh, I think just shocked everybody uh, with that with that uh, sweep. And FIU has picked uh, dead last in the conference, 14th, and I, I think the way the, the – points played out it looked as though pretty much every coach voted them last um and they they've really struggled the last three or four years winning less than five games but they have a first-year coach and they um they have several new players on their roster he's kind of turned that roster over um they have a uh, transfer from pittsburgh that has been really really good for them but um I'm like you more so than their uh, than their wins. It was the high scoring in both games, um, and the fact that O'Dominion couldn't salvage a split out of that at home. Um, you know, and as you were saying, uh, you know, you had all these sweeps. But what was interesting is, in most cases, the games were close. Um, you know, Marshall easily could have swept La Tech. Uh, Marshall. Uh, lost that first game in overtime. Um, I think I was also a little surprised with North Texas sweeping UAB at UAB. A lot of these sweeps took place uh, with the visiting team uh, going on the road and, and getting the win. And um, North Texas has been really talented the last two or three years uh, under their new coach, Jay Lee Mitchell. Uh, very talented, a very, very good defensive team. But they would just, uh, the last couple years in conference, have kind of just come up on the short end in some very close games. And uh, this year, it looks like, you know, early on anyway, they found a way to win some of those games. But UAB had been playing well. And, uh, you know, to go in there, and that, those are two big wins, you know, because this year, Monty, uh, the conference has gone to a divisional uh Format for the first time since uh, well since we've been in Conference USA, which was uh, 2013 and 14. So you have the East and the West, and interestingly, UAB was placed over in the West, uh, even though they're MTSU's travel partner. Uh, but someone over here had to go there to make it an even seven-seven. So UAB was the team that that was pushed over into the uh, West Division. So. For North Texas to go in there and get those two wins was huge. Plus, with this COVID and, uh, you know, already Western Kentucky and Charlotte was supposed to play this weekend, that was canceled. I think every time you get to play, um, you know, each game, it's a blessing because at the end of the year, it may very well come down to percentages, uh, you know, winning percentage, not games back. Uh, just because I, I believe that we'll see that, all teams will not play the same number of games. You're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. If you're not waking up to the wake-up brew, here's what you've been missing. I tip my cap to you, sir. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Speaking of tipping our cat, tip our cap to her. The wake-up <laughs> brew. <laughs> Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. Still looking good right now. 24 east over from Davidson County back into Rutherford. Just the normal buildups out here where you would expect on 231 over the interstate headed back out towards Shelbyville. Watch your speed if you're continuing down 24 out towards Manchester. Hey, check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich now available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. If you haven't tried Sir Pizza, it's truly an experience that has to be tasted to be appreciated. Dine-in delivery and carry-out on East Main Memorial in South Church. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. 
Whenever I finish with a family, helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Tony Stennett, the Media Relations Director for Lady Raider Basketball. Uh, join us today um tony uh, as i mentioned uh just the one sweep in the men's there were um, i think four splits and only one sweep so um kind of odd how that worked now nobody really knew what this format uh, was going to look like until they actually went through and played it um how challenging is it and how much is depth going to be a factor well, I think uh, teams teams that have depth would certainly have an advantage. And, um, you know, by, in, in the case of MTSU, um, you know, Coach Insel right now is really playing uh, six or seven players, and that's it. Um, there's four that are typically playing 35-plus minutes a game, that being Anastasia, Aislinn, Courtney, and Alexis. Uh, and, and now, you know, that Deja's got it going. She's been getting 35-plus. So you're getting spot play coming off the bench. Now, uh, when, when we add Rella Booth back into the mix uh, this next weekend, uh, after she's out of quarantine, that will, that will certainly help the depth. But um, I think the teams that have deeper, deeper rosters, it's certainly going to help because you can, you know, uh, not necessarily rest players, but you you've got other people you can use on that Friday night. So I was really impressed with um, how Middle came back Saturday afternoon after it's uh, you know expending uh, so much energy Friday night and only playing the seven players. I have you know I see no reason to believe that that's going to change much now that we're into conference play. Um, you know I think. The uh, rotation has pretty much been established, and barring foul trouble, this is the way you know that it's going to be. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out um, as as we continue. Again, this weekend um, we will play at six central on Friday night, and then turn around and play at one central Saturday afternoon. Um, in most cases, I think the league wanted that Saturday game to be scheduled a minimum of 21 hours after the completion of the Friday night game. But due to travel, for example, uh, the reason the game Saturday is at 1 o'clock is so that MTSU could get a flight out of there uh, Saturday and not have to spend another night in the hotel. So saves money and gets the young ladies back off the road and, and uh, not another night you know, in a hotel, which can be risky right now. But um, that'll be a case again this weekend to see how they're able to bounce back. And <clears throat> you look at, like, the last weekend, that was an up-and-down, high-scoring, uh, high up-tempo game. Um, and so they still had their legs the next day. But, you know, uh, I think being in shape and uh, at the same time, I know, for example, Saturday morning we had <clears throat> shoot-around uh, but it was just a very light shoot-around to go back over some things and, um, you know, mainly get the girls up, get them a good breakfast and all of that kind of stuff. But um, 
I think you'll see a lot of that. Not a lot of, uh, you know, not a lot of energy put into those shoot arounds the next day. But, um, you know, I think that's the thing to watch for with MTSU is just uh, keeping their legs from one night to the next afternoon, uh, you know, playing just seven players. But <clears throat> I tell you, I think come uh, conference tournament, it will really benefit, you know, the teams that are able to be there in the semifinals and the finals because now you're used to doing this. You know, at this point, if you get a first-round bye, you only have to win three games to win the tournament. Well, that's back-to-back-to-back. And usually throughout the season, you have that day off. But now you're going to be used to doing back-to-back, and now you just got to get another game in there. So I do think come conference tournaments, uh, the teams that are kind of rise to the top, uh, this will be nothing new to them. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to mention that um, Anastasia Hayes was the high major player of the week, as well as Conference USA player of the week, and the Tennessee Sports Writers Association's player of the week. So what's that, three three weeks in a row for her, or three out of the last four? <clears throat> three, uh, well, you know, it, it, it's technically, I guess, three of the last four, but that one week she didn't get anything, we didn't play. So all three weeks that we've played, she's been the winner of those awards. Um, and, um, you know, hopefully you know, everything stays as it is and uh, injury-free. And uh, I think it could be a really special year for, you know, not only Anastasia but the team. And, um you know, Anastasia, when it's all over, she could be uh, be joining, you know, a very elite list of All-Americans in Lady Raider history. All right, Tony, appreciate your pinch hitting today for Coach Hensel. Um, good luck to the Lady Raiders this weekend. All right, thanks, Monty. That's Tony Stennett joining us today. Andy Herzer joins me tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.